Good morning, family. Larry Young here in conversation with L.Y. Heard right here on 1010 WOLB, as well as you can catch us on YouTube and Spotify and all the major multiple sites. And we will be even able, we should be able to uh, tell you in another week or so that uh, we'll be with you on a regular, regular uh, basis real, real soon. You'll be hearing more about that in the coming days. Uh, I, I really want to start, and good morning, Brother Mark. I want to get started, though, with laying on your heart what's been on mine. I had a chance this weekend to watch the film uh, Selma. And uh, I tell you, I wish it was so that that particular uh, film, movie, could be shown to everyone who is doubtful about how far we've come as a people. I wish it, they could see the, that movie to demonstrate those folks who put their lives on the line so that what we are have achieved today we owe them. We, we should be so grateful for those thousands, many unnamed, who put their lives on the line. And I tell you, I was looking at it teary-eyed because I know that here we are, two weeks away from the March on Washington. Sixty years ago, the Reverend Martin Luther King, Jr., led an historic march in Washington at a time when the nation was at an inflection point. Hundreds of thousands gathered at the Lincoln Memorial on August the 28th, 1963. As Dr. King called for better wages and jobs and voting rights and true representation, fair housing and equality across the board. Six decades later, so many of those hard-fought gains are under renewed threat, along with an increase in hate crimes and democracy itself hanging in the balance. We as a country are at a crossroads do we continue on the path of progress or do we revert back to the dark days? The vast majority are united and we will raise 
our voices in unison for a clarent call for fairness and justice at the March on Washington once again. The organization that I'm proud to be associated with, the Natural Action Network, is part of coalition. Martin Luther King III and many, many others have called for this march. And what we're going to do is join with this coalition of 60 national groups that span across the racial, cultural, religion, and generational lines at this pivotal event on August the 26th in D.C. The 60 partner organizations for the 60th anniversary march, including the Anti-Defamation League, Asian Americans Advancing Justice, the NAACP, the Center for Reproductive Rights, the Urban League, GLAAD, and so many more. And at a moment when all of our civil rights are under attack, a united front is the key to pushing back against both a climate of hate and mechanisms that would like to undermine all that we have achieved. And so I'm going to take our monthly meeting of the National Action Network, Maryland chapter, Baltimore, the Baltimore chapter, and we're going to convene our meeting tomorrow. Please note that we usually get together and meet from about 6.30 to 8, 8.30. But tomorrow at the New Shallow Baptist Church, we will gather from 6 p.m. until 7.30. Because I'm putting out the call. Join us. Sign up for one of the buses that we're going to be taking to Washington on Saturday, August the 26th. The cost is going to be $30 round trip. $30 round trip. We have put on hold five buses, and if need be, we'll get more. I'd like to, I'd like to get more. In fact, I really would hope that by your turnout, by your turnout tomorrow, we will have a call to get more. A little confusion has come up, but just note, if you have reservations with the Maryland branch, Baltimore chapter of NAN, here's the number call to make sure that you're on our bus 443-621-1907 Brother Eric will be ready to take your call, your reservation you come by tomorrow night to the new Shallow Baptist Church, 2100 North Monroe Street L.Y. I'm ready. I'm ready to do my part. I know what, and I'm aware of what it took to bring us to the point we are. And I agree 
no way, shape, or form am I going to let us revert back to the dark days. And so you're going to stand, and we're going to stand with the thousands that are coming from all over the country. Reverend Al Sharpton on his Politics Nation yesterday was letting us know how calls are coming in from everywhere. And here we are in Baltimore City, the metropolitan Baltimore area. We should be able to have a strong, strong delegation, representation, going to Washington on the 26th of August. And I'm asking you, family, let's do this. You know, Dr. King, when he spoke, he said, injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. Record in an escapable network materiality, tied in a single garment of destiny. Whatever affects one directly affects all indirectly. And so, my appeal to you this morning is that you'll come forth. If you have a chance, I don't know why, this has just been burning in my spirit. The, get a chance, look at the movie Salma. It'll share with you the ordeal that folks went through lives given so that you and I today can move about with progress. Of course more needs to be done. But I'll say you this. If we allow Trump to get reelected, you best believe the dark days are in front of us then. But we won't have to do that because we're going to show up. Those who are within the sound of this appeal, come on now. You join me at New Shallow, 6 to 7.30 tomorrow. Sign up for one of the buses. Get on the bus. And let's march to Washington again so that our kids, your kids, your families, our community will know that we didn't stay silent. We didn't sit on rusty dusties. We got up and participated in this historic march. I honestly believe it's going to be a day that will be remembered. Wouldn't it be good for you to know that you were part of it? I can remember as a youngster when I had an opportunity in 1963. My mom and I we were living in the 1100 block of Hallam Avenue, and across the street from us was the office of Dr. Henry C. Welcome, the husband of then State Senator Verda Welcome. She had a gray bus, <laughs> converted school bus, gray her name on it and all and I wanted to go on that march and mama was hesitant 
And I went over to Dr. Welker and told him that Mama was hesitant. And he said, Mabel, let the young man go. If I didn't have this practice, I'd be on the bus with my wife. They'll take care of him. So, yes, Mama said, okay. Got my little things together, and I got on the bus up the street there, corner of Carrollton and, and Hollow, and came over to Washington. And yes, I was there among the thousands to see and hear the Reverend Martin Luther King, Jr. give I Have a Dream speech. I really think it was then, even though I had some interest in the community involvement, it was that spark, being on that bus, coming back, talking with the elders, that I decided I wanted to do more than just play basketball, football, and all the other things that the young fellows of my age group were doing. But no, I took interest in what was going on in my community. So I was able to be elected, thanks to Clarence Mitchell III and Parent J. Mitchell, recognizing what I was able to contribute. One of the youngest members to go into the House of Delegates at the age of 23 when I was elected in 1974. So I ask you, we're going to have the buses available. Will you be one of those who would take a seat or two or three or four? Make your reservations. Here's the number. 443-621-1907. L-Y, I'm going. Show up t tomorrow from 6 to 7.30 the New Shallow Church. We're also, by the way, we're going to share the plan for the Maryland branch of NAN as we're going to be dividing ourselves up into five separate chapters. Baltimore County, Hartford County, Howard County, and Arundel County, Baltimore City. And when you come tomorrow, you'll be able to get a copy of the plan, our organizational outline, and we're going to be ready. We're going to expand. We're going to grow. One of the proudest cards I have in my possession is being a lifetime member of NAN. And I'm determined with the time that the Lord lets me stay here to expand NAN as best as I possibly can. I am not going to take the time to share with you some instances that have occurred. I want to stay focused on the march for now. But uh, between now on and before the 18th, which is the organizational date done, to have these individual chapters ready to go. I can always tell you, there's always uh, some who would like very much to have you detour. But no, we're not going to detour from following our leader, the Reverend Al Sharpton, who's leading the coalition this year to prepare us for the 60th anniversary march in Washington. And I believe that 
the Maryland branch of NAN can be stronger and better. And I intend to work towards that end as soon as this march has been hopefully prayerfully concluded with a strong, strong delegation from Baltimore and vicinity. Brother Mark, I know you're registered already. How you doing, good brother? Yes, sir. I'm okay. How you doing, man? And, um, you know, real quick, yeah, Selma, man, when it was out, uh, I always encouraged everybody to watch it, man. And, 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 Larry, you know I don't let nobody off the hook. It's no excuse for you not to know your history. You can just Google anything. The young people Google anything they want to Google, you know. And um, Martin Luther King, I got right in my hand. He said, way back when, at this point, I often wonder whether or not education is fulfilling this purpose. Mm. You know, and I'm going to leave that right there. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, um, yeah, man, um, Baltimore City, man, uh, um, four, four, four young people, two cars stolen, um, ages 14 down to 11. Uh, they went on a high-speed chase, running stop signs and everything. And when they caught him, Larry, the 11-year-old, because of this juvenile justice, whatever it is, uh, um, our current state's attorney said it's the worst legislation he ever read. But um, the 11-year-old could not be charged at all. They had a relative come get him because of the, the juvenile justice thing. They were running red lights. Anybody could have been killed, you know. And this is the type of thing that we have going on in our city, man, because of uh, – people that don't think like you did when you was in Annapolis, man. And two, Corey McRae's, um, to his credit, he's in that vein. You know, um, he was right there with our state's attorney um, trying to fight against these, these ridiculous laws, man. And he said that they're going backwards. That's what he said, you know. So um, Councilman Z. Cohen is joining us today, and I'm so glad that he is. And big brother, let me say this: the electrician is here, so if I have to mute myself, I, I just will. Okay. I hear you. I hear you. Hi, <laughs> right, bro. Well, uh, the um, okay. All right. We do anticipate that call uh, coming in from. Councilman Mark, we were checking to make sure that uh, our lines were available, and they are available. Also, um, it, it, uh, it's an opportunity. Here we go. Mark? Right here. Here we go. He's, he's available. Okay. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, how you doing, uh, Councilman Cohen? So glad I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on this morning. So glad you can join us this morning. A lot of people don't know you're not only um councilman, but you was a school teacher. You're raising a family here in Baltimore. I when I met you, uh, you was part of a Baltimore Intersection, um, a nonprofit organization that worked with young people. Uh, I'll never forget. Um, that they had the, the youth uh, um, town hall down down at a War Memorial Plaza and, in 2011. And the young lady that was in your organization said that it was one young man had seven was going to 17 different schools, 
she said um, relatives were dropping like flies, and she said that um, it was some young people that had to go out and sell drugs to help support their family. And you and uh, young brother Tyrone was on my show way back then. And uh, so, you know, you understand really what's going on. But let me start with this. I was at that public safety meeting uh, back on uh, April 12th, and the hearing talked about uh, coordination between police commissioner, school police chief, sheriff, for the purpose of, um, you know, for, for public safety uh, to explain the city council how the agencies and their officials coordinate planning and activities to enhance public safety. And, and, and I was I was encouraged. Um, so, you know, where do you think we're at in this city right now? And what can we do, man, just to to move forward, you know, and, and stop some of this uh, lawlessness and things that's going on in the city? Yeah. So, again, thank you so much for having me on, Mark and uh, Senator Young. Um, and thank you also for noting my background, which is really what motivated me to run for City Council was seeing the experiences of so many of our young people uh, having taught in schools that more closely resembled, in one case, a jail than what I would consider to be a great school. Um, Issues with heat and air conditioning and potable water. uh, And then just hearing, spending those years working with young people and hearing some of the additional barriers they face around trauma and lead poisoning and uh, negative interactions with law enforcement and some of the deteriorating quality in our schools. uh, To me, that's really why I wanted to go into public service and run for city council in the first place was that I just fundamentally believe we can be a city that treats its children with respect And that means both providing them opportunities and holding them fully accountable when they do wrong. And so to answer your question, you know, I sat in this weekend on uh, hosted uh, interim commissioner Worley in one of the listening sessions that he's doing. We were at the Southeast Anchor Branch Library. And so I had about like 12 or 13 of my community association leaders in Southeast Baltimore And the thing I will say about Commissioner Worley, what I've appreciated both in his short time as interim commissioner and as I've known him in the past, is that he is very forthright. He does not mince words. He is clear about what he believes. And to his credit, he was really honest that a lot of what we saw having to do with the Brooklyn Homes massacre was really lies at the fault at the feet of the police department that there were multiple systems failures in terms of not being able to initially staff the event not responding to the 911 calls when they were flying the helicopter and saw the growing crowd and were not able to redeploy officers according to the commissioner they had officers to spare um but they just didn't move them. And so what I appreciate about him, and I want to fully answer your question, Mark, is that he seems like someone who is very candid in acknowledging the challenges that we have within BPD. And I think that's the place we need to start, is we need to be honest that 
uh, however many years into the consent decree with a department that is uh, several hundred officers short, but a department that is very, very well funded as it relates and compares to other police departments across the country, that we still have some real challenges. And I just think about community policing and relationships, right? There should have been enough connection and respect that someone from the Tenants Council should have reached out earlier to BPD, but it, that they didn't says that there's still trust issues. Um, in terms of officers being out of cars, you know, this is something that I've stressed and many of my colleagues as well, knowing that, you know, back in the day, there used to be an officer walking the beat, doing the foot patrol. Um, we just aren't seeing and haven't seen enough of that. Um, you know, I think what's really good right now, this is what I will say that I think is positive, is that I think we have a state's attorney that is very, very serious about the crime fight. I really like what I've seen so far in the approach that Mr. Bates is taking, not trying to go back to the war on drugs or mass incarceration, but saying, listen, you can't act in a way that's lawless. We have to have respect for law enforcement. We can't be the wild, wild west in Baltimore. And I appreciate his approach. And I'll also say I've been really encouraged by Sam Kogan, our new sheriff, who I think is trying to have the sheriff's department and his predecessor did some of this as well, but really trying to have them be part of that crime fight as well, both in working festivals, but also in some of our areas like Fells Point that have had um, just some real rowdiness um, and, and, and trying to be part of that. So I think that just to quickly answer your question and sorry for the long winded uh, uh, answer here, you know, this needs to be an all hands. No, that's what we want. We want that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, you know, it needs to be everybody rowing together. It's got to be Monsi, the school system, school police, all of us, the city council, the police department. Everybody needs to be working together. There can't be the he said, she said, he didn't do this, I didn't do that. It's got to be a unified effort. And I think that we have a lot of the right people in leadership positions right now. I think there's still some more work to be done there. But I am encouraged to see the collaboration with the state's attorney, with Monsi, um, with these different entities. Again, I think we have a ways to go, but I think we're starting to head in the right direction where everybody, starting with the commissioner and the mayor and all of us, takes responsibility and owns the problem instead of blaming other people. All right. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm listening. I've had the opportunity uh, recently just to uh, see Councilman Cohen uh, come into a community that was well-received. Uh, he was at the Ruth Kirk Community Festival uh, Saturday Pass and uh, Squeaky Kirk and the Kirk family and the community. Uh, were quite responsive. I, I thought, did you, didn't you feel very comfortable there, good man? Absolutely. And I want to thank you, Senator Young, for always being there. I know that that's been, that part of West Baltimore has always been a passion for you. And to see Delegate Kirk be honored in that way with just a wonderful, peaceful, 
crowd, and I, I, I got to give a lot of love to my friend uh, Squeaky Kirk, Squeak, Arthur Squeaky Kirk, because, you know, Senator, I think a lot about the Baltimore that I know and love, and it's people coming together, it's joyful, it's peaceful, it's everybody having a good time. You know, th- that event to me was so indicative of the story that our media doesn't always tell, which is that we have for everyone that wants to commit crime and cause chaos in our city, there are a hundred more good people that live in Baltimore that just want to make it work, want to coexist. And I got to tell you, my spirit was absolutely lifted getting the chance to present a resolution in honor of the late uh, Delegate Ruth Kirk, who had just been such a pioneer in pushing for a unified uh, strengthened community. And so it was great to see you there. It was great to see all the participation from the vendors, from older adults that were in the crowd, some young people. I mean, to me, that's Baltimore. We are a city of neighborhoods. We're a city of communities. We get along with each other. There was no fighting. There was no fussing. There wasn't, uh, you know, there, there was no need for any of that. And, and it was two days worth I know on the first day, a a number of other elected officials had been there, uh, but I I absolutely loved it. And and to me, we need more of that. And, you know, what I love about what Squeaky and those folks were able to do is say, listen, this is our community. We're not going to allow the nonsense and negative elements to come in and ruin a great event. Like, we didn't need a ton of police officers. In fact, you know, I saw... Some of the sheriff deputies were there, um, and I know that, you know, I, I think there were a handful of BPD police there, but it was not a huge presence, but it was enough that there were men and women and community leaders saying, listen, this is our community, and we're not going to tolerate the foolishness. I don't think anyone came with guns. I don't think anyone came with malice or ill intent. I think it was just a perfect example of the Baltimore that I know and love and the Baltimore where I'm proud to be raising my family and my two kids. And we, we, Senator, we need more of that to squeeze out the bad elements that want to cause harm in our communities. 29 years, Councilman, it's been going on and there's preparations to make sure the 30th is going to be extraordinarily extraordinary. But in any case, just one question, time permitting, and that is, as the campaign proceeds, uh, can I uh, assume that we can extend to you an invitation to have a format in which you and your uh, other candidates will come forth and take some Q&A from us? I would absolutely love that. Look, I think that uh, the thing about campaigns is it's an opportunity to contrast ideas and I would absolutely love and appreciate any kind of venue where myself, the council president, and anyone else who chooses to enter into the race, um, you know, whether it's in a debate format or just a, a forum, I would love the chance to be able to contrast ideas because I think that that's when Baltimore wins. It's not about Zeke Cohen. It's not about Nick Mosby. It's not about whomever is in the race, it's about Baltimore, and it's about who can do the best 
for our city. And so 100 percent, listen, you know, anytime you guys call, I will be there on your show. But if we can do something where we get myself and uh, the president and, 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 and other folks, I would absolutely love that opportunity. We certainly will make sure that the, that the invitation is extended to those interested. And I'm, as always, you've been very responsive to our call, so we expect that to happen. And thank you so very much for sharing your morning with us. Thank you very much, good sir. No, thank you, guys. And again, like I said, anytime you need me, you know where to find me. Um, this is about making sure Baltimoreans know that we are going to be available. We are going to be present. And again, I just appreciate you both for the civic engagement that you do. Senator, I, I love seeing you at the event. Uh, Mark, you are always out in the community. I see you everywhere. And so thank you both for just being uh, models of what it means to be men in our communities and to be leaders in our communities and keep doing what you're doing. Councilman Zico and family, thank you so very much, good sir. Appreciate you much. It's, uh, good morning, good morning. It's 1036 here on 1010 WOLB, as well as all of our multiple sites on Spotify and YouTube and the like. Uh, family, we are working very hard to put a podcast together. And uh, I'm going to uh, have the uh, show changed so they'll be clear that when I move over to the podcast, I will still do the Monday show, the LY Morning Show. I'm going to start calling it. But the podcast will be in conversation with LY. And that's going to be heard on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday from 10 until 12. Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. From 10 until 12 will be the podcast. And uh, we got just little two or three more little niches to get together. But we expect that that's going to be uh, handled. And hopefully... Uh, next Monday, I'll be able to say when we're going to go full steam ahead. So uh, we will take your calls and uh, I'm trying my best to, I'm trying to hold excitement back. Uh, I didn't think quite frankly I would be ready to do more than one day a week. But uh, it's been the most difficult 17 months of my life. And God has seen fit to allow me to, quote unquote, rebound. And uh, the, my overcome spirit is working well. And so I think I'm going to try this. And so I'll be on WLB with the LY Morning Show from 10 to 11. And then I will, on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, I will do the In Conversation with L.Y. podcast. And uh, the, uh, so gear up. It's going to be a, not four hours, but two hours, uh, similar to the Larry Young Morning Show, transfer it over to the podcast. And uh, we're going to line it up, starting with the, this something to say, it's going to be exciting. We're going to have some very good guests. 
it's going to be an opportunity for you to come back and share your thoughts and talk about what's happening with a listening ear and a response to do what we can together to get things achieved. All right. That's, um, Mark, before we take a call, you have a thought or two? Okay. Dwight, good morning. Good morning, L.Y. And Mark Henry's with you, right? Yes, I, he said he would. Hey, Mark. Hey, Larry, I wanted to, um, Lo, did you put me I'm on the sorry, list? Guys, I had myself muted. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. Good, good, Dwight. Did you put me on the list? Or I got to still sign up? Well, you did you call the person, the coordinator for the buses, Mr. No, sir. B- brother, you want to give him a call? And um, uh, so that uh, you can line yourself up. Can or, I do it? Or you, can I do it, can I do it t- tomorrow night? Yes, yes, yes. But okay, for anyone I'll else who wants to do it, yeah. if the, it'll, it'll save us some time because I really want to concentrate as much as I can tomorrow on our organizational plan to set up these five separate chapters. But I'm going to put the time in to uh, yes. sign up we'll people for these the right buses. My name is. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Here, but but for just for those, you hold tight, Winter, right? 443 621 1907. 443 621. No, 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 no. No, I said not just for you. I'm sharing this right. with the other oh, okay, yes. everybody. Yeah. There you go. 443. Four, I gave some out at the, um, the circus and they said they were going to come. While I was sitting down taking those pictures. Did you get my pictures? Did I get them? The thank circus? you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. You, you, well, you, you, come you, out good? You, yes, sir. You're good people. Well, I don't need to tell you that. You know you're good people. In fact, <laughs> let me just say, during the early, early, early uh, uh, days, family of me recuperating, yes. I was able yes, to have Dwight there. And Dwight yes, was a major, major, he was placed there for a source of encouragement. And he yes, walked me through and he was so patient. So, brother, yes, you, you got a brother, and I thank you so very much. And look, dealing with you, guess what got me? Uh-oh. I, I'm going back to the job that I got sick on. Oh, my goodness. Listen I'm going to back you. to Morgan, where we were sitting at the circus. Yeah. Yes. Same job, same position. What you say? Same boss. What yes. you say? <laughs> From the oh, Universal that's, Circus. That's all right. I, I just stopped in there, and I asked right. him. I said, well, he said, your sister's not here. So I said, well, y'all got any openness? So I just asked her why, because I'm taking her to work in the morning time, calling in. All right. And, and okay. I started on the 21st. Okay. And God good. Okay. Don't you? God good, Mark. Every day. I got to go, but thank you yeah. so much, yeah. good buddy. Yeah. Thank you, Mark. Let's go. Hey, Larry. Yes. Yeah, before Brother Dwight go, um, I, I, I had muted myself when you asked me because I had a comment. I want to invite um, I want to invite Brother Dwight and everybody, man, tonight out Brooklyn. Young Black Scholars Institute presents the impact of gun violence on children, families, and communities. What are the solutions? Monday, August 14th, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Kingdom Life Church Apostolic, 594 Annabelle Avenue, Baltimore, Maryland, 21225. Larry, the panelist is going to be Corey Winfield, Brooklyn State Street, Captain Andrew Muhammad, our executive director, We Are Us, Dr. Tyrone Powers, the Powers Consulting Group, Dr. Andre Bundy, uh, head of the African-American Male Engagement, and Brother Eric Brown, peace team, grew up in my neighborhood, 
Um, he did 27 years, Larry, in jail, came out, hit the ground running, and he's one of the young men that that, that, uh, that monitors our 24-7 Stop the Beef hotline. So we want to invite everyone out tonight. Yeah, all right. Thank you so very much. Let's go pick up Gene. Gene. Hey, good morning, Larry. Good morning, uh, Good morning, Mark. Good yeah, morning, Jim. Yeah, I just want to uh, emphasize, Larry, the importance of the uh, – what's his name? I'm sorry. Um, oh, man. Um, the, na, you know, uh, NAN. The importance of the national initiative that you guys are about to pull off, uh, Reverend Shopton and the local chapter here in Washington, D.C. And, and, and Mark mentioned something about history, so to, uh, if you would allow me. Mm-hmm. Basically, the initiative, the local initiative, like the um, the Freedom Rides, the Montgomery uh, Garbage Men Strike, where Martin Luther King was killed, the Montgomery Bus Boycott, and Mark mentioned uh, the, the uh, incident on... Uh, you know the uh, the bridge in Selma. These, these were local initiatives that culminated into a national initiative, uh, Jobs and Freedom, 1963, uh, with the uh, railroad. Um, I can't think of his name, uh, Larry. Uh, the guy who headed the uh, railroads. A. Philip Randolph. A. Philip Randolph. Yeah. So they, you know, this turned into a national initiative where it brought black people together. And this is, to me, what you and uh, Reverend Sharpton are doing. And and so with Trump, Trump was so easily elected. And the point I was trying to make, I think, when you were on Colton's show was, and, and somebody called me and they said, man, that might have just kind of gone over people's heads. But basically what's, what ha- what's happening is Trump got elected. Remember when Coach yourself and uh, and others called in and we all agreed that it was Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Ohio, remember those states? Yes, yes. That Trump that Trump pulled off and got people from the Democratic Repu- the Democratic Party to switch over and and become um, MAGA disciples, right? Yes. It's like uh, what you know, uh, what we're going to do is bring jobs home, et cetera, et cetera. But that was enough to bring Democrats over to the Republican Party, and that's how Donald Trump got elected. And that's why I was making a point about the uh, the evangelicals, not to disparage them, but just to say that there are a group of us, and you said 15, well, 15% of the men, 15% of the men are enough of the swing vote, again, to get Donald Trump re-elected, and mm. we have to really be cognizant of that's right. the strategy that's used in political science. This is a political science strategy that's been proven to work throughout the, since America has been here, you know, uh, since 1776, I'll say. And this is just a strategy that one party uses against the other. And we and we have to be astute enough to understand that something as simple as 15 percent can get Donald Trump reelected, and we have to be aware of that. Gene, perfect. Thank you, brother. Thank you, sir. Thank you. You're welcome, man. You guys have a great day. Thank you so very much for your statement there. Let's go down, pick it really, really, real quick. Yes, sir. Really, Ray? Hello? Quickly? Yes, good morning to my senator. How are you, Yes, sir. sir. I just called in to thank you for all your support that you've given me and saving other youth and Stop the Violence Coalition. And I just want to thank the Radio One family. 
as, as well as the National Network Action Family. Uh, I just want to thank everybody for coming out and supporting us. Turn down your radio. Okay, thank you. Okay, thank you, man. No, no problem. You keep us informed of yeah, your activities. I just want to thank, thank everybody for coming out to support uh, the um, Stop the Violence Coalition. And next time I talk with you, we want to talk about that 50th anniversary uh, coming up for uh, somebody you and I know. Wow. Yes, for October. October. <laughs> All so right. Let me just make this Quickly. This, this Friday, we have an audition at the Arena Playhouse at 630 for young people who want to sign up for the Stop the Violence Talent Showcase. We're going to do this ongoing really all around the city, but we're stopping off at this Friday, uh, uh, August the 18th, 630 at the Arena Playhouse. Uh, we're doing an audition for right. kids from 6 to 21. Send the people. It's all free. Sign up. This is another initiative. Thank you, Brothers Bob C. This is another initiative for saving other youth. Stop the Violence Coalition. We're going after the youth. All right, now. Thank you. I got to press forward now. Thank you much. Let's go to right, Sister Piera. Good morning. I'm calling because I have a question. If a person has already called in the number that you gave and signed up, they don't have to come out to the meeting, correct? No, they do not, except I am asking folks who want to join the chapters. We're doing a reorganizational meetings to set up these five separate chapters, and so I will spend some time on that. And I would love if you could, but no, to answer your question, if you've already signed up and you've already talked with Brother uh, Eric and all, you, you're good. Uh, but uh, if you could come by tomorrow to talk with us and find out what we're getting ready to do with the organizational meetings and set up these five separate chapters around the Baltimore metropolitan area, that would be also good for us to see you there as well. But look forward to you being on the march with us. Thank you much. Yeah. I called I call that number as soon as I found out, and I signed up for the bus that way, and he put my information down, and now I'm supposed to be expecting an email. Okay. Thank you much. Thank you. Appreciate it. Have a good day now, though. See you, Sister Pierre. Wow. Mark? Yes, sir. How are things going on? You know, that's we we, we got to push this march, man. It's, it's, oh, it's not about Reverend Sharpton and Nan solely. It's about the fact that we need to do it. We need to go. Uh, you know, when Dr. King convened that massive crowd 60 years ago on the National Mall, he demanded civil and economic rights for the black community. And he laid out his dream for America. And while we celebrate the advancements achieved since that historic moment, we recognize the clear and present dangers before us. That is precisely why the 60th anniversary march on Washington won't be a commemoration, but rather a continuation of Dr. King's work and vision. And that's why, Mark, I'll be honest, I must be spending the remaining days of this week and next. I want to see a minimum of five buses ready to go. I wish you could yes, say sir. seven, eight, nine, and ten. It was my original yes, goal. Yes, sir. And so I'm asking Lottie, Dottie, and everybody, help us make this a big turnout for Washington, the March on Washington. And I like it when I, Reverend Sharpton mentioned it on his show uh, this this weekend, that this mm-hmm. is precisely why the yeah. 60th anniversary March on Washington won't be a commemoration, but catch this, 
but rather a continuation of Dr. Right. King's work and vision. And, you know, Mark, to have people sit on their rusty dusties and to, to, to say, ah, let them march. Come on. We, family, we need each other. We need to do this. It is so urgent, so important. I mean, I wish I had 10 genes calling in to let, let, let you hear from other than me because I, I labor through all of these programs and concerns for 25 years on the Lightning Morning Show. And now even with uh, disability, I'm not giving up. I'm right. going to press forward. I don't know how I'm going to make it on the bus, but I'm going to make it. I know I'm going to make it. I'm sure you are. Take my wheelchair, sure put it underneath the bus, and do the best I can to be a participant. And so I'm just asking you, again, call Brother Eric, 443 621-1907-443-621-1907. Let him know you... Can I you're... say something real quick, Larry? Good. Yeah. Um, in 2020, I, I, I got a shout-out National Action Network because me personally, since 2011, I've been going to D.C. with you guys. The first time was free, 2011 Jobs and Justice Rally. This time with only $30. But the in 2020, during the pandemic, you know, when 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 we when uh, the the election, uh, we went over there during the pandemic, mass and everything. And you just had Willie Ray on. Willie Ray is close to eighty. Uh, um, senior warrior is eighty something. I was over there marching with them guys, man, marching with those guys during the pandemic. Um, so it's really no excuse. And it was a couple in there, ninety something years old, man. So it, it, it really ain't no excuse. It ain't none. You know, a lot of people, I, Martin don't do nothing, blah, 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 blah. Well, um, de um, as, as Reverend Al always say, uh, demonstration leads to legislation. I'm going to leave it right there. Well, it's, it's, it's absolutely uh, important. And the normal meeting is from 630 to 830, the third Tuesdays of the month. But we're going to take that opportunity and put our attention, time and attention, on the march, and then also to talk about the organizational, the organizational plan to have the chapters ready to go uh, by the 18th of September. And uh, again, the shell is located at 2100 North Monroe Street, and uh, I, I, I swear to you. Unless there's absolutely something else that you can, <laughs> I, I, listen, everyone can decide for themselves what you would like to contribute, but to, but to not go because you just simply say, nah, let others do it. No, let us do what? Stand up for yourself. Let's stand together. Can you imagine Trump and the people saying, look at that. Here it is, August 26, 60 years wow. later, and they got more people this time around than they had then. And by the, th I mean, we're hoping for two, three, four hundred thousand, and for people yeah. to come from all over, yeah. from all over the country. And here we are, yeah. 30 miles away, yeah. 30 miles away.
And uh, wow. So make your way. Be a contributor. Be a part of history. Let your grandchildren be able to be told that you cared enough to participate in this march. It's going to be major. Also, let me take the last minute or two to thank Mr. Cedric Walker. This time last week, Mark, I was sitting among 2,750-some folks at the uh, Morgan State University where Mr. Cedric Walker and the Universal Soul Circus was able to allow these, uh, of the 2,700, 70% were young folks between the ages of 4 and 16 years of age. It was wonderful. Thank you. Thank you, Sean. Yes, indeed, he deserves it. It was a, and I know your wife. Um, your wife had to do our show. Did you take the kids? And uh, we went on to uh, make it happen. I want to thank Kathy Pugh. She sat in. I think Alex was able to be of some assistance as well. Thank you both. Did well. Sean, as always, he carried the ball. Thank you, thank you, thank you. But I, again, Cedric Walker, I thank you, man. For yeah. five years now, you have seen fit to put your circus up so that young folks who might not be able to, eligible to, to make it to a circus can go back to school when they ask them, what did you do this summer? They can say they were able to be a part of the circus yeah. and uh, your soul circus. And uh, they, so those of you who did go, if you'd be so kind as to send, uh, those of you who sent in requests to send an appreciation uh, and a copy of your uh, letter rather than the, the, the email, but send it to uh, LY601 North Utah Street, Suite 102, Baltimore, Maryland. I'd like to gather all, I mean, we got about 30-some, but I know there were 87 organizations in total that was able to get part of those tickets. Wow. Wow. And I would love to present to him at some point those uh, uh, appreciation letters and whatnot from the people who took and brought their kids and guardians and parents and all who give and the smiles on those kids and the governor. I want to thank the governor. I want to thank Councilman yeah. Julian Jones. I want to thank Speaker Adrian Jones and the president of Morgan, Dr. Wilson. The campus was fine. The staff there was, did, I mean, they were just yeoman. It was one. Everything that could be done to make it happen right happened. Thank you, Elaine Simon and your hostess committee and all of you. Thank you so very much. So be listening in and hope to see as many of you as possible to come by and register to go to Washington with us on the 26th of August. Coming up next. You didn't answer my question. You ain't answer my question. Coming up next is opportunity for us to be a part of the living legend herself. She'll be up with us in just a moment or two. But in the meantime, make sure that you give yourself some time and attention. Give your family all the time and attention and have a great, safe week. God bless and peace. Oh.